0: Uh, Margot Fusler Ministries. So, let's open in prayer. Lord Jesus, we just so love you, and we just give you our our whole honor and our whole praise. And oh God, we just we just worship you and adore you. And I thank you, Jesus, that we can be in this place, in this public place, worshiping and adoring you, calling you King of Kings, Lord of Lords. And without persecution, Lord, I, oh God, I think about the people in Nigeria who are just worshiping their their mighty God, right? Yahweh, our God worshiping you and calling your name and, and praising you and then, and then killed. Oh Jesus, oh Jesus, mm. Just be with their families, Lord, just let them know how much you love them, how much that you. We'll continue to lift them up and you're the lifter of their heads, Lord God. And I ask that we as the body of Christ wouldn't forget that, that they're part of the body and that we, we need to pray for them, Lord, as they are being very much persecuted. And so, Jesus, I, I thank you that uh, Peter wonderfully uh, was changed before you, Lord, that, uh, just how we are. The Holy Spirit comes and lives in us and through us. And speaks to us, Lord. And I just ask that you would allow the words of the Holy Spirit, written down by Peter, Lord, that we would hear you and be once again changed before a living God. I thank you for just another day. It's just a gift of another day. And I don't know where some of these women are, Lord. I know that some are struggling with uh, illnesses. I know that some are struggling with cancer. I know that some are. Um, struggling with large decisions to make. I know that some are struggling uh, just in walking in obedience and joy. I know that some are, you know, there's financial stuff that seems to be on their plate all the time, Lord, and I'm asking that, that they would absolutely relinquish it all to you because you are the author and the finisher of our faith. And, and Lord, that we would purposely just put it in your backpack and let you carry it for us, Lord. And so wherever we are today, wherever we are, Lord, whatever you know we're holding on to or what we need to confess or whatever it is, Lord, I ask that we would just absolutely give it to you and that we would know that um, you are, are there all the time saying, yep, what took you so long? You've been here. I've been here. I'm waiting for that. Because, because he does not have for us as worry. Lord God, I know you don't. It's a sin. You've you've even said that it's a sin to worry. And so, God, I'm asking that you would just absolutely um, take our minds and our minds would be the minds of Christ Jesus, that you would still us, that you would let us hear from your word, that we would um, pour into one another here, Lord, that our words would be your words, and that we would be able uh, to fall in love with you more and more. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, 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 amen. amen, amen. Uh, we are in uh, Second Peter, and I challenged you last week as you went home uh, to uh, do two things. I challenged you to, if you've never written your testimony before, to write your testimony, which which is, you know, who you used to be, who you are now, and what you're becoming, okay, in, in very easy language just very easy words and I also challenge you to be thanking people because we learned that the knowledge to grow in the knowledge of God doesn't mean that we know more stuff right about Him we know Him more we experience in Him we experience Him more and so uh, in knowing Him more there are ways that we are able to know Him more and the first is through the Word of God because it's who He is He absolutely Pours himself out. It's his spoken word. Okay, and and so we need to be in the Word of God all the time, all the time, all the time. Non-negotiable face-to-face time, and and being silent before Him so He can speak to us. And then secondly is to know Him more. Was in worship and prayer. Worship as far as, as far as our our confession before Him, our attitude before Him. Not just praise, but but worship as an attitude. And then prayer, that unceasing prayer, where we know that you know, from him, through him and to him are all things. And then thirdly, in creation, we learned how creation just shouts, just shouts his name, just shouts who he is. When we look in creation, when we realize that he did this because he loves us. And and I mentioned about, you know, how the zebra stripes are all different, and then snowflakes are all different. And, and this designer, this master designer, is shouting his name. In Romans, it says, you know, that there's enough in all of creation that man is without excuse, and so he just shouts. So I was sharing about making sure to take the time to to enjoy his creation, and then lastly was the community of believers. Right? Was the community of believers about? how we experience this together how we walk through this together because we have the same Jesus who lives in us by the spirit of Christ which is the Holy Spirit right and we're all on the exact same narrow path that leads us someday to be with him forever and ever and ever and so someone has poured into you someone has uh, perhaps uh, like I mentioned Jill Briscoe taught me how to pray my mom taught me how to absolutely walk through the joy of the circumstances no matter what your circumstances are her faith was rock solid she taught me that it's about your faith, not your feelings. And so I was able to tell these people that, okay? And so I challenged you to write someone or to tell someone this, okay? Now, I'm going to ask you, did any of you do it? Did any of you follow through and do it? Okay, and, and so if you didn't, okay, do it this week. Okay, because what happens is we tend to go, oh yeah, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. I'll get to that. And and you and what happens is, you know, if Satan doesn't make you sin. He'll keep you busy, right? And then we never get to that, and we never enjoy the blessing or blessing someone else with, you know, how they've blessed us. Okay, so uh, if any- God ahead and used you in this way in my life. Amen. Amen. I know. You know, it was sweet. As I was challenging you, you know, I, it challenges me. Hi, hon. It challenges me. And so um, and so I was writing down other people that I wanted to write, you know, write, and I started writing them, and I sent some, and one was my mother-in-law, and if you guys all know my, you know, one of my stories, my mother-in-law was my archenemy for eight years. She absolutely hated me. She wanted me dead as I was married to his, her only son, and, and then through God's miraculous way, uh, you know, she had back surgery, and she Died twice on the table, and she came to Christ through myself and my mom's letters. Okay, and so it was just—it's an amazing story. It's just who we, and 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 Grandma's turning 80, right? So I was able to like pour into her and this, and she all teared up. And she lived in Iowa. It was—it was just, you know, it was so so sweet. And then and then what happens is is that God allows other hugs from heaven then for you to be impacted. And uh, and my husband uh, was gone. Um, To Denver uh, on a business trip, and he called. And usually, you know how when your husbands are gone, they usually call for information. You just sort of—it's just information, right—that goes back. Okay, did you do this? Is that you know you and which is important because you've got kids, you've got a home, you got this. You know, honey, could you do this? And oh, could you? Well, okay. And so and so that's what I was expecting. You know how you're. You know, it's okay. Information. And all of a sudden, like, well, is there anything you wanted to? He goes, no. I was just calling you, Ian, to tell you that I am like I am so proud of you that you're the mom of our kids. I'm like, what? I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, because you know what? You just do the next right thing, no matter what it is, because you know he tastes once in a while about how hard it is when you are alone with the kids and you're cranking right and so he just wanted to share that with me I'm like there isn't anything like I need to do with the water softener yeah. <laughs> or like you know you know is, there's nothing that you know I need to like turn the humidity up or you know is, and he's like no no and then he goes and he just shares all this and he prays over me on the phone I'm just like wow you know I mean but but that's the kind of thing that you're doing to someone else right that you're that you're Sharing with them and saying, you know, this is how you've impacted me. This is how, you know, I see Jesus in you. This is whatever it is. And it's so sweet. You know, I I usually go, Jesus, I'm not sure how heaven works, but I know you hear me. So if it's important to tell my mom this, tell her. Okay? (laughs) Just so you know. I mean, but if you don't, it's fine, but I'm telling you, you know, (laughs) because I know that I know you hear me. So, (laughs) you know, (laughs) hey, Mary, you got some mail. You know? Mary, it's your black sheep, Margot. Oh, look at you! You guys are all so cute. You, oh. all right, good. So true. It's so so true. So let's open up our word, which is His word. So uh, to Second Peter, because we're digging into the divine uh, nature, uh, and we'll start just in one and read through so that we can just get the grasp of it again. Okay. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ. Remember, Simon first, Peter second. Servant first, apostle second, right? That's how we should be. To those who through the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ, he's saying that Jesus equals our God and Savior, have received a faith as precious as ours. We stayed on precious for a while. Precious blood, precious Jesus, precious cross, uh, uh, That the faith that we have. Grace and peace be yours in abundance. That's a, Those are gifts from God, grace and peace. And grace uh, was mostly said to the Gentiles, peace, shalom to the Jews. These are gifts from God in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. That's where we stayed, on knowledge. Because it's not about getting to know more about the Bible or memorizing it so that we'll just be smarter sinners. It is to dig in so that we will experience the Holy Spirit actually walking us through and and, and rightly dividing the word of truth. And so that he illuminates our hearts and he's able to bring us into all truth and so we're being changed before a living God as we sit and we commune with him in his word. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our, once again, knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. Through these, He has given us His very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith, which is the absolute foundation of the next um, seven virtues, goodness, and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But if anyone does not have them, he's nearsighted and blind and has forgotten that he has been cleansed from his past sins. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, be all the more eager to make your calling and election sure, for if you do these things, you will never fall, and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Okay. What a passage. What a passage. What a passage. passage. His divine power has given us everything that we need for life and godliness, right? Do you believe it? That's a crisis of belief, right? Either you believe that or you don't believe it. That his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness. Has anybody ever done Experiencing God before? Experiencing God, okay, by Henry Blackaby? Highly recommend it. If you haven't, highly recommend it, okay? uh, To do it on your own. It's a big workbook. It's Blackaby and who else, guys? Blackaby and um, Henry Blackaby and there was another guy. But the main core is Blackaby. Go on Amazon. Experiencing God. Get the workbook and work through it. Because it, it takes you through you know, how you experience God. And one of them is where you come up to a crisis of belief, okay? And it's like, it's like me right here at the edge of this rug. Here's the crisis of belief. Do I believe that, you know, he's given me everything for life and godliness or not? At that point, I'm either going to go forward in this belief that I absolutely believe this, or I'm going to stay right here, okay? And I'm not going to go forward. There is a crisis of belief that happens at that point, Okay, and so and so he t- he takes you through what happens when you hit that crisis of belief. You gotta you know pour into him more so that your faith grows, right? And so that you're able to walk over the line. That's when you participate in the divine power, right? That's remember we learned about how God is mighty, 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 mighty. That's innate strength, but unless you you know see in and through Him. In you, the power, just like a big old strong man, if you see him walk out of the wire like this, wow, that guy's mighty. But you don't see his power unless he takes, you know, and picks up a car or bends a big bar or whatever. Then you see that strength personified, okay? That's the same thing with us, okay? It's that crisis of belief that you walk through. So when he says in verse 3, his divine power, the Holy Spirit in us that we received, When Jesus Christ, we asked Jesus into our heart, we received the forgiveness of sin. The Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ, came to live in us. Okay, And so we have received his divine power, and he's given us everything we need for life and godliness. And at that point, you have to say, do you believe that? That's your crisis of belief. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Because when you know that you know that you know, guys, your life is just going to go like this with Jesus. If you're, like, wobbling on that, you're not. You're not. Okay? You're not. So, so ask him. Tell him, you know what? I'm having a problem with this. Ask him. He will go after you. He will show you how he, how he gives you everything, everything through his divine nature for life and godliness, okay? And you know that, what, that word godliness? I think sometimes we get hung up on some of the words, okay? That word godliness means a genuine reverence toward God that governs your attitudes towards every respect of life. A genuine reverence. Meaning He's God, I'm not. Okay, this genuine reverence, okay, toward God that governs attitudes, toward governs your attitudes, right? Toward every aspect of life. Toward every aspect of life. Okay, godliness. All right. It first filters through him, right? And then you follow. Then you follow it. First, filters through him. Okay, so he's given us everything we need for life, okay, and godliness through our knowledge, right, knowledge, that's the experience, knowing, right, that's the infused knowing, where I start and he stops, right, that's the knowing, through knowledge of him who called us by his own glory, okay, glory, definition of glory, excellence of God's being. His attributes and essence, excellence of God's being. Okay, not even what He does, guys. That's the goodness part. Okay, the glory is the excellence of just who He is. Right? When when, when I first when I first um, came to Christ at age thirty one, it was like I I I I loved Him more, I think, for what He could give me. Okay, it, uh, for what he could give me. Are you following me? I'm sure many of you did, right? You, you're experiencing this, especially me at 31. I mean, if you're if you're younger, you know, if you're child age and stuff, you, you might not see it as much. But you know, I'm going 180 miles this way, and then go into a brick wall, and then 180 degree turn, right? And 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 then I could see you know, how my life was changing and that he's really real, but, but it was more of what he could give me instead of just who he is, right? And as you grow up in him, as your faith grows, you just love him for who he is, right? All the rest is just icing on the cake, man, right? All the rest, of the blessing and stuff, just icing on the cake, but you, you fall more in love with who he is, his own glory, his own glory the excellence of god's being okay his attributes and essence glory in a nutshell is basically his fingerprint his fingerprint over everything his fingerprint okay but then he says his own glory and goodness so you've got glory which is the excellence of god's being goodness is the excellence of god's deeds okay is the excellence of god's deeds in other words it's it's virtue in action Okay, so you've got glory, his glory, and his goodness. Okay, and then he says, through these, meaning through his glory, his excellence of his being, and the excellence of his deeds, right, through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises, verse 4, so that through them. You may participate, right? You may be you know, in the parade, you're with them, you're, you're cranking along, right? Your spats are keeping up with everybody else in the body of Christ, right? You may participate in the divine nature, the divine nature. We are indwelt by the Holy Spirit when we have asked Jesus Christ to come and live in us, right? We are indwelt by the Holy Spirit. That's divine nature in us, okay? I always call that the good dog, right? It's the good dog. We, will, we have the good dog and then we will always have the what? Bad dog, boo! Right, but whatever dog you feed, wins. Right, right. If you're feeding the good dog, the Holy Spirit and dwelt by the Holy Spirit, guess what? You're, he's going to be winning in your life. You're going to be more and more like Christ and less like your putrid self. If you're feeding, if you're feeding your bad dog in your in your life in your flesh, all this kind of stuff and this this this. Guess what? Sin begats sin. Right? Sin begats sin very easily, and so you're going to go down. You're absolutely going to go down. So, so he calls us, so we may participate in the divine nature, okay, um, and escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. Okay, where do those evil desires come from? Me, you, we have them. Mm -hmm. Okay, we are capable of anything. You read the news? It's like X-rated now. It's just—it's horrendous. It's horrendous. I'm telling you, we're all capable of those. We are all capable. When sin leads to this, to that, to destruction, I mean, when that desire gives strength to that, and you and you follow that, you become who you focus on, right? You become very easily, very easily, sadly to say. That's why Jesus said, um, whoever throws the first stone, uh, uh, because, uh, yeah, that's sin, but guess what? You are capable of that as well, okay? So we have to be extremely aware of that because, because it says... Uh, we will escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. Desire comes from the inside out, doesn't it? So, so Barb's desires, you know, can't be my desires. Okay. In other words, you know, I can't blame her for me having evil desires. She has her own evil desires. Okay. I have my own evil desires. Okay. And they, and so as you grow up, that's why we're to be conformed to the likeness of His Son, so that those are put on the back burner. Right? So those are things that that, you know we would not even want to run there wouldn't even be a, a even a bit of a, a skewer, a little bit of side or a little bit silent. We would keep our eyes right on the prize with Jesus, right? And so He says, "So for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith." Okay, that's the foundation. That's the root of all this all this wonderful knowledge. Okay, of who He is, experiencing goodness, goodness, knowledge, knowledge, self control, self control, perseverance, perseverance, godliness, godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, love. Okay. So, if you possess these in what? Increasing measure. Increasing measure. All right, so let's look into that, okay? Now, when he's talking about um, divine power in in, uh, verses 3 and 4, where is the power and the resource to live in the knowledge of the holy? Okay, where is it? He, it? It's in the Holy Spirit, right? His divine power. Divine power has given us everything we need. okay? So participation in participation in the divine nature leads then to godly living. It has to. because it's divine, because it's the Holy Spirit doing it. okay? It's not us trying. I know many a times um, as you're raising your kids, you know, your kids will say, you know, I, I, I'm trying. I'm going to really try not to do that anymore. I'm going to really try, you know, and this, this, this. And, and, and the key is, you know what, it's surrendering. If you continue to try, that's in the flesh. You're going to fail. Okay, I don't care what struggle it is in your life. If you're going to try, if you're going to muster yourself up, if you're going to work, if you're going to this, this, and I'm going to try not to do that, I'm going to try, guess what? You're going to fail because you're trying in the flesh. It's the surrendering to the Spirit that changes us. It's a heart change. It's a continual heart change. It's, it's how we continue to walk. So if you're, if you're struggling in areas kind of thing, it's because you haven't laid it down and allowed the Spirit to take it over. Okay, You're still trying in the flesh. Okay? To be this or not do that or whatever kind of thing it is. It's, you know what, Lord, I can't possibly do this. I am so weak. The spirit is, what what does it say? The flesh is, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is so weak, right? And so give it over. Give it over. I can't possibly do this. I can't do this. You have to do this through me. Oh, God, please forgive me. You do this through me. I surrender this. This is yours for you. It's okay, right? That's that faith. That's, that's walking, right? That's surrendering. That is surrendering your will to his will, right? When you say, okay, you know, it, it's the same thing with our kids. When, when you know, they surrender their will to yours, they have a tremendous time, don't they? They don't get hit crossing a, um, you know, a street. They hold on to your hand, right? I mean, they, they don't get burned on the stove, right? When they surrender their will to yours, it's like, oh, oh, this is for my good. This is for my protection. This is for my, right? That's what happens. It's, it's how we're to live in Him. He's got it he's got it for us. And thank you for sharing that. And and what happens is is as we participate in in the Holy Spirit as he's working in us, and, you know, we work it out with him in this divine nature, okay? What Peter says that as we participate in this divine nature, it leads to a rather, you know, just a rather ordinary list of characteristics. <laughs> right? Okay, as you're doing this, it's ordinary list of characteristics, which is like faith, goodness, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness, and love. But these are gifts from God. These are gifts from Him. Okay, and and but the thing is, they require effort on our part because we need to participate. Okay, and so uh, as as uh, as I was speaking this this last weekend, uh, once again, uh, I was at. Uh, this was so cute. They do a girls' night in at Ascension Lutheran Church in Waukesha and all these hundreds of women come and they and last year they stayed overnight. I'm like, wow. You know, laying on the floor, I'm like, wow, all right you guys. Twenties to eighties. It was just great. And 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 uh, as I was as I was speaking to them, you know what I realized is when they come and talk to me afterwards, it's not that they want to know about more theology, they don't want to know about more doctrine, they don't want to know about in this. You know what they want to know? They, they want to know and tell me, this is my behavior. This is what I've been doing. This is my behavior. Would you would you walk me through this? Would you pray for me? In other words, you know, here here's where I am. Some want to you know realize they need to come to Christ, and that's a tremendous thing. Others realize that they've been walking in in this sin, in a lifestyle of sin, and and they they want to share their behavior with you. Okay, and what happens is, you know, they'll tell you what they're doing and what they're not doing. And that, that doesn't really surprise me because behavior is really the issue of the day, isn't it? I mean, it's really the issue of the day, okay? It's what people struggle with more than anything, right? And it's very, very simplistic according to the Word of God because Jesus says it's a heart issue. It's a heart issue, right? In Matthew it says, out of the overflow, overflow of your heart, your what? Your mouth speaks, your behavior, Okay, right? That's why I always always say, you guys, what's inside here is water. When, right? When you bump into this bottle, what's going to fall out, spill out? Water. water. Orange juice isn't, apple juice isn't, right? Water's going to. It's what's what life bumps into you, it's what's inside you already that'll spill out. You can't fake that. That's your behavior. That's your behavior. Okay, and so, and so they'll ask me, you know what, uh, this is what I'm doing, that's what I'm doing. And so I'll say, well, you know, it, it's not how much you know, it's who you know. You know, d- you know, let's go back to the core. Do we know Jesus? Let's talk about your heart, right? And, and if you're letting him and his divine power, the Holy Spirit, run your life. Run your life. Because if you're not letting the Holy Spirit run your life, then guess what? You're going to puke all over everybody. <laughs> when that spills out, it's going to be puke. Right? Anybody done it before? Oh, yeah. You've got to constantly know that you, know, you, are, you are possible of anything. That's why you need to be in the Word. That's why you need to worship. That's why we meet like this. That's why we pray. That's why we look at creation. That's why we come together and encourage one another, right? Okay, Because we're, we have that possibility in our flesh to be that. See, we have to go after the one goal to know Jesus personally and passionately and powerfully and preeminently over our life, right? And all the other goals will come out from that. It's not like Jesus is just on the outskirts. Oh, come along with me, Jesus. Oh, you want to see your life? Be choices initiating. Margie, thanks for sharing. Peter says that the power of God, right, the Holy Spirit then, gives you everything you need for life and godliness, all right? So, so we have that power within us, okay? Remember, he is our power. Remember Oswald Chambers? He is our power. He doesn't give us the power he is our power. If he gave us the power, what would we do with it? Waste it or, or get egotistical about it. yeah, I got the power, right? I mean all of a sudden it'd be your power, right? It would be your power. So so what happens is is that is that we have this to to live everything we have for life and godliness. And and what he's saying is is then we escape the corruption, right? We escape the corruption of the world, okay? The world, all right. The world is, is the way of talking, okay, the way society is, the way they leave out God and everything, the way that they've done away with the living God, the way that they don't listen to his word, the way that they behave in stubborn rebellion, okay, to, like they're enslaved to their own desires, okay, that's the world, right, we have that working against us, don't we, the world system's working against us, who is the prince of this world, Satan, okay, so it's working against us. We got the world working against us. We got Satan working against us. We got our own flesh working against us, right? But we have his power in us, okay, which will, which will, he, uh, he that's in me, First John 4, 4, is greater, what? Yeah. Than he that's in the world, okay? And so it's, it's such worldly thinking then that we need to escape. That's what we need to escape, to get out from the oppressive corruption, okay? So the world doesn't listen to God's word and receive his grace or live by his power, does it? Not at all. But we've been given his power, okay? Peter says, look, escape that way of life, right? I don't remember, you guys, do you remember the funny little bumper sticker when we're escaped to Wisconsin. Yeah. Do you remember, I always I was an advertising agency for 20 years, and that came out when I was in the ad agency, and as, in the ad agency, we just roared, because we're like, do you realize what people are going to do with that? They're going to put from, and that's right. exactly what they did. <laughs> Escape from Wisconsin, right? You know, and I'm like, uh, I don't think they meant that, right? Peter is saying, look, escape this worldly way of life you you can because you have his power okay and come into a relationship live in that relationship with the living god through jesus christ the spirit of christ in you right and allow christ to form you allow him to be the mind of christ allow him to form your soul and your body through through his through the faith that we have in him which will then change our what behavior which will change our behavior. It's not that you're trying. No, you become more and more like Christ. You draw near to him. He draws near to you. And guess what? You're not that person anymore. You're not reacting any way, that way anymore, right? It's less and less and less that you're doing what you used to do. You are escaping the world's corruption. How many of you experience that, right? As you're growing more and more in Christ, right? You experience that. I remember leading a, a sweetheart to... Uh, to to Jesus years ago at at a retreat, and then I took her phone number. She asked me to follow up on it, on it with her, and she was pretty um pretty rough, sort of a rough kind of girl. You know, she worked at a truck, uh, was like a semi truck kind of thing. She was like a dispatcher. I mean, you know, you got to be pretty rough probably to work there, right? And, and she was sharing with me that she wept and this this. Well, she told me that she really had to follow him out. I said, well, you don't really need to tell me that. <laughs> and, she, and she's, you know, every other word was, you know, an F-bomb or something. I'm like, wow, okay. And I'm like, Lord, you know what? And, and you know, I love how God works because, quite frankly, prior to me coming to Christ, it wasn't every other word, but I used it. I used it right, and so I, I looked her at through the eyes of Christ, the compassion of Christ, and I'm like, and I told her my story. I said, oh yeah, I said, man, I said, are you kidding me? You will have, you will have His power, and you want you'll be able, you be able to be transformed. because she was so concerned that her mouth would, would be transformed, and so as I would call her once a month, I could hear how she was changing. You know, you could. You know, it's it's a process, right? It's a process that we become more and more like Him. And you could just hear. And I would say to her, I said, "Wow, Melanie." I said, "You know what? You are just being conformed to the likeness of His Son." I said, especially in this area that you've asked about your mouth. And she, and she goes, "Oh hell yeah!" (laughs) I loved it. I could hardly talk on the phone anymore. I was. She goes, Margo, you're there." I'm like. I'm here. It was precious. And she's like, oh, please forgive me. I said, Melody. I said, you know what? This, this is how you walk with each other, right? One falls, you pick them up, right? That's how you're, the body of Christ is. And I just thought, look at how I could see how, how she was becoming more and more like Christ and less and less like her putrid self. You need to be seeing that in your life. I don't care what it is. You know, whatever your stronghold is, you need to be seeing that. That you're not the same today as you were a year ago today in some areas. You're not. Right? And so, and so if you're not, what's happening is you're not growing, as Peter is saying, in the knowledge, in knowing him more and more and more. Okay. And so he says, We escape that way of life, okay? And and then what happens is, you know, the Holy Spirit changes our behavior. So you turn the back are back on worldly thinking and you participate in the divine nature right? so it's, it's as we're participating in the divine nature do you realize like Margie was saying it's an invitation to join in with a relationship with the God of the universe I mean which keeps you extremely humble the God of the universe is going I love you I died for you if you were the only person that's it come on escape all this stuff you know what I got my best plans for you you fall on your face. Right? You fall on your face. And what happens is his power then, his power is in your life. And, and, and you have that freedom in him to seek those qualities in increasing measure. Right? Because that's your goal. Okay? And so which those qualities that we're talking about now are the ones that characterize the living God right they characterize who he is okay and so it's goodness and kindness and love okay so you don't live discouraged anymore you don't live as defeated women anymore you live in power you live above the line right you live above the line and and so you accepted that invitation to walk and live by faith and you cultivate then your knowledge knowing knowing God okay the experience of knowing him and and then what happens is then All of these qualities are added in increasing measure, okay? It's not like you go, "Mm, I need to have more goodness. Yes, I'm going to work on goodness, right? Is that going to work? No, no. And I've shared this numerous times. Like, you know, apple trees. An apple doesn't sit at the end of an apple tree branch and go, "Uh, uh, I'm becoming an apple. Right and trying to become an apple—that doesn't happen, does it? Right, it it bears fruit. That's what it is. We write the fruit of the spirit: love, joy, peace, right? Fruit of the spirit. Yeah. Right. No apple sits at the end of a tree trying to make an apple, does it? No, but that's what we tend to do. Oh, I need to be more patient. Right? All right, I need more love. It doesn't work. Does it work? Has it ever worked for you? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It will never, ever work. Thank you very much, Karen. Or Melanie, I should say. Right? I wish I had an apple roll. So as... So as we are what does John fifteen say? As we are what? Right, grafted in the vine, right? We're clinging to the vine, what happens? We're abiding with him, he abides with us. We become more and more like him. That's knowing him. And then by knowing him, guess what will happen? This will be your fruit. This will just be your fruit. You have nothing to do with it. It's his power that becomes that. Right, it's his power. It's the Holy Spirit power because it's 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 Him that is showing through. It's it's you know we're these cracked pots that He is showing through. Right, that's what happens. And so I will always remember that. So so then what we, what we do is we persevere in living in victory with God. Right, it, it, you guys, we make it so hard because we want to walk in our flesh and do Jesus stuff. That doesn't work. That doesn't work. We have to walk and participate in the divine nature, the Holy Spirit. Okay? And and draw near to him, the knowledge of him. Then you won't be unproductive. Then you won't be unfruitful. Right? He tells us that. You know him more and more and more and more. And guess what? He just continues to pour out of you. You are filled up to overflowing. So you overflow goodness. You overflow perseverance. You're overflowing. Okay? Just like the apple, just all of a sudden is at the end of a tree, and you're like, oh, there's a delicious apple. That's how we become. Okay, and so, you know, the the knowledge of the holy, as we're learning, okay, is not the result of purchases made. It's not the result of positions held. They're based on one thing. They're based on one thing. Relationship. Relationship with the Savior, right? Because that's the Spirit of Christ, the Holy Spirit that then lives in you, okay? Nothing else makes any sense in this world. The world will tell you everything else but... But it hasn't been right yet, has it? Hasn't been right yet, okay? So when you look at, at, the, at the virtues that we're going to uh, start in, okay, when you look at faith, okay, and he says make every effort to add to your faith, what's next? Goodness. Goodness okay, faith. First of all, it's one faith. And then the seven virtues, okay? Faith isn't a virtue. Faith is a necessity that you must have for the foundation to have these virtues. To participate in the divine nature, you have to have faith. Otherwise, you can't participate in the divine nature. So, you know, you'd throw that right out. So, these are gifts from God. Okay, this is Him being manifested in and through us. So you can't have it without faith. You know, you might be able to add a little bit occasionally, but you are not going to be filled up to overflowing, are you? Until you realize that it's your one faith that's your foundation, and then the seven virtues are laid on top of that. When I was reading about goodness, the word, Peter could have used the word. Christastes, C H R E S T O T E S, okay. Christastes, okay? That is a Greek term that was very common in those days that carried the connotation of doing good. Of doing good. Okay. However, Peter used the word arate, A R E T E, arate, which means what we are, not what we do. Okay, are you following this? This is, this is amazing. Because, because that's what you add to your faith, goodness. It, because the, the, we're participating in the divine nature of the Holy Spirit, so it's what we are, not what we do, okay? This, this goodness precedes and also produces action, okay? Because we are good, because we are in the Holy Spirit, okay? And He is good. In that, in that circle. Absolutely. In that circle. And so what happens is, is that this goodness precedes precedes, and also produces action. Produces action to do good. Okay, now here's the deal. But can bad people do good things? Sure, yeah. yeah, okay. They can do good things. Okay. Uh, Hitler loved animals. Did you know that? Loved animals. He would... Think about the atrocity of this. He would rescue animals. He had a huge area of of where, you know, it's like he would rescue any kind of animal, whether it's wildlife, whether it was domestic, whatever. He absolutely would rescue and nurture and bring back animals. Meanwhile, he's killing People. Are you following me? I mean more than um, animals than the people. Yeah, yeah. So so Hitler loved animals, okay? I mean, I'm talking about some people that we know historically as evil, okay? He loved animals. Okay. Idi Amin cried easily. Okay? He was always, always weeping about, you know, something or some death or whatever. Idi Amin. I'm like, are you kidding me? Stalin was kind to his daughters. Okay? The Russian Dude, he was very kind to his daughters, okay? Now, as I'm studying this, I'm like, okay, so bad people can do good things. And then I went to Luke 11:13, 13, where Jesus says that though we are sinful, what does he say? Though we're sinful, what does he say? We know how to give what? Good gifts, good gifts to our children, okay? Though we're sinful, we know how to give good gifts to our children, okay? So people don't have to be good to do good okay so people don't have to be good to do good okay so so Peter is aiming at something entirely different here the virtue that he is uh, that he is calling us to is, is is the goodness that is for nothing Okay, goodness that's for nothing, good that does not need reward, good that does not need prompting, good that does not need recognition, it's just a quality of our heart, it's a quality of our soul, because of the Holy Spirit that lives in us, okay, in fact, it's what God is, right, if you were to take, this is sort of an odd kind of um, illustration, but it, it to me, it makes me visualize if you were to take god okay and you would you would cut him through okay he would be totally good are you, there's like nothing that's not good okay are you following me i mean it, it wouldn't be like oh here's the little stream here's the, no it's just good it's just it's who he is it's just innate in his nature god is good okay it it, it that's who he is not what he does, even though he does good things from being good. He is just good. Okay? He's good. And so what happens is his goodness is a quality of our soul. Okay? It's, it's who God is. It's absolute goodness. Okay? Just, just, who talked about the rich young ruler? Barb did. Just as uh, Jesus told the rich young ruler that no one is good but God. No one is good but God. That's in Mark ten eighteen. No one is good but God. No one can become good. We're talking about good, what we are, arate, not what we do, what we are. Okay? No one can become good without God. Very, very different. Different, the doing good, okay, and and see, the Lord sees your heart, doesn't he? he? Knows the motivation, He knows everything about it, right? He knows everything. So you know these people who think that they're doing good, you know, it might look like on the outside, wow, they're doing good, but who, where does the where does the Lord look? Man looks at the outward. What does the Lord look at? The heart, the absolute inward. Okay, so so that goodness that He says, add to your faith, goodness, that has to be second. Okay, that has to be second because you have your faith, and then the goodness is who we are by having the Spirit of Christ or the Holy Spirit in us. He makes us good because Jeremiah says, "Our heart is this dis- Our heart is desperately wicked. Who can know it? Right? Except God. Except God. And so you add to your faith goodness. Okay. So <clears throat> so then." To your goodness, okay, you add knowledge. Or so back to that word knowledge again, okay? So, Peter was as, as aware as Paul that knowledge for its own sake is merely an intellectual trophy, right? Or all kinds of, like, PhD, whatever after your name, right? Knowledge for its own sake only leads to, like, intellectual trophies, okay? And that is vain glory. That's vain glory. That's your own glory, okay? And so... Um, and, and that actually tends to be, make us m- more foolish than it does smart, doesn't it? Adding to your vain glory. Right? I love what Stuart Briscoe always says. The more you know, the more you know how much you need to know. Right? The, more, the more you know, the more you realize how much you don't know. That's what he says. The more you realize how much you don't know. The more you know, the more you realize how much you don't know. Okay? And, so, and so this knowledge that Peter is talking about in this section of uh, Second Peter it once again isn't of the mind as much as it is of your heart. It's the experiential again, like he used in verse two and three, all right? It's the knowledge, it's the knowing of, it's the it's the infused, okay? It's it's the heart knowledge, okay? And so it's a it's a knowing of more than a knowing about Right, it's a knowing of than knowing about. Okay, it's relational more than rational. Okay, like you know about, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers. You know about Aaron Rodgers. Okay, but but you don't know him, right? You don't personally know him. That's the kind of knowledge that he's talking about with us, where you add to your faith, which is your foundation, goodness, and that these are all God's. Qualities, all his characteristics, all his virtues, and then d- to goodness, knowledge, the knowing him more. He brings it back again. It's the third time he mentioned he's mentioned it in like three or four verses, right? Knowledge. Right. And so when we come to that point where we just don't know about him, we know we have that intimate we know of. Right? It's that infused that we know of. Okay? And so in every relationship. I don't care what relationship it is with your, your husband, your kids, you know, co-workers, whatever, wh- whatever it is, okay? We must have sufficient knowledge about the other to have personal knowledge of the other. Are you following me? Right, you have to. You, you have to first know about before you can know of, right? And so it's just like with our creators, just like our Savior. You first have to know something to believe in it, don't you? Okay, you first have to know something. There has to be knowledge that you know. Okay, and so he's saying that you first know about, and then it, and then it becomes the of, you about Jesus. Then it's of Him. Okay, when you accept Him. Okay, and so, and so the knowledge that Peter is commending here always leads to adoration and surrender. Always. Always, It's always your way, not my way. No matter what it is, Lord, you know what? I will trust you. It's always leading to adoration and surrender because you know who he is. Because you know who he is, okay? And so simply put, what Peter is saying is to know God is to love God, right? Because what you do is you just fall more and more in love with him because you're trusting him more and more and more. And the more you know of him, you know that he is never going to take you somewhere, Ever, ever, ever outside of that circle of blessing that Margie was talking about, ever. We're the ones that step out of the circle of blessing. Then he has to go on a huge, you know, rescue. Err er, er. shines out, sunshines out, bring her in, bring her in, gee, 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 bring her in, bring her in. Right, and it's usually through some kind of discipline. Right? Because he disciplines those he loves. Loves. And so he wants to keep you right here in this circle of blessing. Right? That's where he wants to keep you. And you want to stay there the more you increase these qualities of him through his divine nature that you're participating in, you don't want to go anywhere else. you want to be right here, safest place on earth, right here. Right here. You don't want to go anywhere else. I mean, because what you do is, you find out when you do go somewhere else, you, he's going to go after you, praise God. He's going to come after you. He's going to be like, Marg, Marg, mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Uh, 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 uh. You're right. You're right. That's precious. That's precious. Just like we do with our kids. We don't want them. Zoom in. When I was walking in here, they have like some little kids out here in the back. Did you see them? Little, tiny, little, little smaller than preschoolers, just little pumpkins, right? And this one little guy in this yellow outfit. I mean, the second he was put down, wham! He ran. And I just sat there and watched. I thought, isn't that us? Right? In, until we want to know more of him instead of just about him. Isn't that what we do? Here, Margo, I'll just put you down here. Right? I got to get you again. Right? Got to get you. And, and you know, we, we tend to go after the flesh instead of realizing that we want to know him more. And the more you know him, you become like him. And you want to stay right there. And you are, you are reaping everything that he has for you. No matter what circumstance you're in, no matter what he allows, because he always allows it for our good and his glory. Always. It has always touched you, him before it's touched you. We're hid with Christ in God, Colossians says. We are hidden in Christ with God. So if you're hidden, it touches Christ before it touches you. And that's okay. Then that's okay. So as we're walking through these qualities of Him, I want you guys to realize that these are God's gifts. Okay, this is who He is innately that we have because we participate in His divine nature. Okay, and so we're going to dig into the last five um, next week when when we are. You know, I want you to see. I want you to, as we're walking through this. We're going to go through some Greek um, words because of, of of what they mean. Uh, is more than what we think that word is, okay? And, and so it digs us deeper in, so we can understand it more. And so, uh, as you're reading, read all of Second Peter again. Just read it. Just read it. Allow it to just absolutely, you know, penetrate your heart. And 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 ask him in what areas in these in these qualities that are divine that that. We have because of the Holy Spirit. Wh- which are you not giving over? You know, wh- which are you struggling with? Wh- which which ones are you are you like? You know, um, you, know I, you know that knowing part. I don't know. You know, I I, I, I I know of you and this, or I know about you and this, this, this. But but you know what? I haven't gotten to the point where I really know of you and and become more like you. Or you know in that area of perseverance, you know, or in that area, whatever it is. And I'm not saying for you guys to go, yep, need more of this, need more of this. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when you're participating in the divine nature, okay, which is the hardest for you to give over? Okay, which is the hardest? Because all of us have a different bent. All of us have a different bent. We all have a sin bent. That's what I'm talking about. But we each have a different bent, Okay? And which is our, and, and ask him, ask him to, to reveal that to you, to change that in you, to, to you know, write it down, journal it, tell him that, you know what, th- this part, you know, or maybe it's love, the capstone of everything, maybe it's love. That's the agape love, that's the sacrificial love. That's not the eros. That's not the you know filio. That's not the you know romantic love or the friendship love. It's 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 the sacrificial. That it's so other that you'll give your life away. I don't know what it is, but he does. And maybe it's two or three. But dig in it and just say, Lord, you know what? I I I think when this comes, and I know I'm participating in the divine nature, and I have everything I need for life and godliness. But this is always, always where I struggle. Because there will be something. There will be something. And he'll wonderfully say, yep, yep, that's great. Let's work on that. And just, you know, and be able to just give that over to him. So I, I want you to... Um, I'm giving you homework again. I know, terrible. I'm giving you homework. I want you to be able to just be very honest before him because he obviously knows before you do, right, what your thoughts are. And so being honest before him is just allowing you to know that that's who you are before a mighty God. And he still loves you, right? Most of us grew up with conditional love, didn't we? Most of us grew up with performance love. My husband grew up with performance love. Yes, his parents loved him as much as they possibly could. You know, they didn't come to Christ until, um, yeah, married 25 years, uh, 20, 17 years ago. So, so, you know, but what happens is, you know, there's this performance kind of love. You know, if you do this, you get this, you do this, you get this. But then what happens is the bar is raised all the time. Oh, you didn't quite make it. Oh, you didn't, oh, you didn't quite make it. right? We all have that old kind of performance, kind of conditional love. That, that's, that's not what he has. And then you don't want to be honest before him because you think, uh-oh, if I'm honest, then, you know, then I'm not going to be loved. You guys, that's not who he is. That's not who he is. That's a total misconception of who he is. He wants you to run and fall on your face to him. So that's what I want you to do this week. This week, As well as, you know what? If you haven't thanked someone, just thank one person. Just thank one person. Just one person. It, it'll change your life this week. I promise you. I promise you. And if he's working on your testimony, do that as well. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you for uh, just speaking to us and how uh, your word... Is, is everything that we need for life and godliness. And so I thank you that we participate in your divine nature. Lord, I ask that these women would uh, be just absolute strong women of God this week. That they would, um, no matter what comes alongside them, Lord, that, but that what they would notice and what spills out of them is you and not them. And so, Jesus, I ask that you would transform us, that you would conform us, that you would continue to remake us, that those qualities, those virtues of you, Lord, would just be, you know, filled up in our life to overflowing. And that people, you know, around us would see this that we walk in authority, that we walk in power, that we walk you know with with some like light that is shining Lord because it's you that's shining in and through us and then we can share the good news of Jesus Christ. I thank you for that. Oh God, I thank you for that. you you know, how you left us, this little motley crew here, Lord God, to to absolutely be discipling the next one. Oh, God, raise us up, Jesus. Raise us up. Raise us up in you that we'll be able to share the best news ever that's ever happened in our life. And, Lord, if some are in a situation where they're at a crisis of belief, Lord, let them walk over the line. Let them walk over the line and know that they know that they know, Lord. And so, Jesus, work however you need to do, Holy Spirit, in us personally and passionately and powerfully this week in Jesus' name. Everybody said, "Amen." Amen. 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 amen, amen. <laughs> Any questions uh, about anything you guys have? Yeah. yeah. Excellent. That's from uh, Lynn, right? You would like to take, um, one home, take it home. Yeah. And then when you? When you're done with that, I, I have number two. Yeah. I have all of them. So.